0: It's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because this is the second part of my interview with Detective Misty Van Curen with the Dallas Police Department. Well, and we were talking earlier about the mental health for for, for first responders, for police. And I know you're also involved with assist the officer and you help them sure. with their ATO bridging the divide podcast. And ATO um, is, is doing a lot more to help support officers and, and also firefighters uh, with, with, with mental health.
1: So the ATO bridging the divide podcast is Joe King's baby and, <laughs> and it's done amazing. And he's done an amazing um, job with it. I mean, incredible, but that is a an aspect of community policing it's a it's a it's a way to put police officers in a human light Mm -hmm. and so people can get to know them and, and see kind of their side and their stories and let them see that they are human just like everybody else that was and that hopefully that those little pieces those little stories will bridge the divide with the public
0: no, I, I do i, I listened to the podcast and i listened to it. it was funny because you were the second interview that he did and he aired that one and i was like oh my goodness i'm now terrified to, to meet her uh you know no. <laughs> i really was pretty concerned that if she shook my hand i was just gonna like break in half uh good news she's, she's much nicer than that um so, so that's a really good thing but so speaking of you're a really accomplished athlete you said you played uh d1 sports you've uh done done golden gloves boxing and, and that sort of thing so what is it that drives you to just be the best at everything you're doing i mean
1: oh man I, I was fortunate i was i was born gifted and so i excelled at pretty much every sport i played i um i was a three sport all-stater at mustang the only one which was uh, so i all stated in um, basketball softball and soccer i am terrible with my feet i was a goalie so, or a keeper i was a goalie too so case, yeah, yeah. It, was um, less, it was less running for me honestly i i think uh it's kind of a. I've always had an inner drive to, to. Um, be better, and I always got a lot of. The, I, that's where I got my confidence from. Was physically, mm-hmm. with, with with sports, and um, so each each, sport or each aspect of sports was, a different challenge. Um, college basketball. You know, you go in. Everybody. I was recruited by pretty much every a lot of colleges around the country. And I picked OU because I'm, you know, boomer, and um, Ponyo. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but then you know, you're engulfed with everybody is good and fast and can jump and, you know, and so was, it, was, that, it, was that harder you. for you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you're used to being coming from from high school. You're used to being very fast, very. anyways, that drives you to to get to their level. Well, um, the boxing was to get in shape. <laughs> Because I mean, sure.
0: you were doing, you were you you
1: were doing Golden Gloves.
0: Uh, is this when you were on SWAT? I was trying to get to SWAT. Oh, i was trying to get to, there to Okay,
1: mm-hmm. and um and I knew there's when I say there's nothing more terrifying. You have to face all of the insecurities that you have within yourself when you step in a ring. You have to trust all the work that you've put in and have to be confident that you did enough. I mean, also you may get punched in the face, so there's that. That's that's the least worry. It's all the <laughs> stuff that reflects upon you that comes to light when you step in that ring. Tell me more about that. So you've spent all this time prepping and it's a ton of prep work to, to box. No doubt. And right when you step in that ring and you feel the floor, your legs feel like you hadn't trained a day in your life because it, it sucks, the nerves suck all your conditioning out. So now you got to trust your heart, your lungs, your gut, your mind, and your spirit. And and so, and then you're facing somebody, there's no team to rely on, it's you, it's just you. And so, and you're facing this other person that, did they train more than you? Did they work harder than you? And so, it's a mental thing.
0: Well, and that's really interesting because you had been, been big on team sports, whether it was right. softball or basketball, and now all of a sudden you're doing this solo.
1: Yeah. It, it, but mentally, it's a, it's it's very very challenging because you're reflecting upon yourself, and um, so I think that mentally and physically prepared me to be uncomfortable because SWAT <laughs> is a lot of being uncomfortable.
0: Okay, how how SWAT about being? I mean, you're 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 squatting down, waiting around for those things. Yeah, for this so kind of thing, but those are physical. I mean, also, but you're crawling up, you
1: know, a two hundred foot crane. I mean, you're you're doing some weird things in SWAT. Yeah, so that's all the physical aspects, but mentally. Everything's graded, and so any training session, you're competing, and the last thing you want to do as a female is to be at the bottom of that list. So there's a lot of mental stuff too, not just physical, because firearms isn't—it's more mental
0: mm-hmm.
1: and concentration than physicality, and, and and so you have to step it up. And so, those are the things that I'm talking about. Um, when I went to explosive breaching school, it's there's so much math. And, and, um, and you were an English major, right? Exactly. I have no business doing math, but yeah. Um, and so, and it better be perfect. Cause if, if, if your math is off, you're going to injure your team or you're going to injure the hostage that's inside, if It's too much or too little. You're not going to get in. And so those are things that are challenged in all kinds of different aspects of your life not just the, a lot of people think SWAT, they think, oh, it's just the physicality. It's not, it's, it's more mental than anything
0: well and i've heard you talk before kind of that that you said you wanted to be the best at swat or the best officer not the best female officer not the best female swat what what would you what would you actually say particularly to women who want to follow in your footsteps because again i mean there are a lot of men who are like i want to be as cool as misty uh and be on swat and be as good as misty because because you 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 are so incredible at your job but but to those women who are like no I, i i want to I want to be the best at SWAT, not the best female SWAT, because you have a whole team that's depending on you. And it's not about whether you're a man or a woman. It's about if you know that this person next to you is going to be able to get the job done.
1: What advice I would give? Yeah, particularly for women. So everything is about preparation. Mm -hmm. And, um, And that means preparing your body. And if that means showing up an hour before workout starts and getting extra in, doing stuff on the weekends, which I did, that you have to prepare your body and you have to prepare your body not to get injured. Because mm-hmm. you have to remember as a female you're 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 pushing 110% a lot of the time because some of the standards are men's standards. And let's be real, men's bodies are different than women's bodies. They are. And so you were having to hit all the men's stand there are
0: not two standards. It's Mm-mm. it's it one was all standard. Men's, yes. Okay.
1: So prepare, prepare I mean I I worked physically and that means yoga. <laughs> yeah. <You, laughs> to you know and 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 nutrition Mm -hmm. those are the things and then um mentally you have to have you have to develop a core confidence in yourself you can't compare yourself to other men you have to compare yourself to you and um study and and prepare go out when no one's at the range and work on your weaknesses and work on them and and those those improvements are slow over time but before you know it you're in the mix you're in that top quarter percent now and you're competitive mm-hmm. but you have to trust the process and be patient and the improvements come slow so when you joined
0: SWAT, did you, were you already up in the top 25% or did you find no. yourself lower? In, uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> lower to, and it's humiliating. It really is. To go from a D1 athlete who was good at everything
1: you did exactly. to, to not being the best in SWAT. T- tell me about it. Um, there's There was many days where I'm sitting in the locker room and I can hear their locker room with 40 guys in there hooping and hollering. And, and I am just beating myself up because I didn't perform to my standards. And those things you have to, you have to take away you can't beat yourself up I, th- I wish i could change some of those things you have to believe that i can improve slowly little pieces at a time mm-hmm. and it it'll show up and so but yeah it was humiliating at first you know when you line up to take the the pt test and you're you're getting ready to run this 300 yard dash you're lining up with some incredible athletes mm-hmm. and i can be considered considered a great athlete and my everything is you know relevant And as soon as they hit the go, these guys fly by you and you're just like, I'm I'm slow, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but you're still passing at the men's standards. But by by far, I would never be at the top number one on the PT test. That's this physically was not possible for Mm -hmm. me, but I gradually moved up each year with really hard work and um, concentrated work. I think people think, oh, I'm working hard. I think you have to really look at what you're working at, set objectives, and make little small goals over time. It's working smart, not working hard. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's working hard and smart. That way, you're not injured. You know, mm-hmm. those those type of things. Yeah.
0: So you were with SWAT for ten years, and where you where did you decide to go after SWAT? That, that's
1: where I applied. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wanted to do ten years. Um, m- my knee is trashed. And I knew I didn't want to leave SWAT limping around. Mm-hmm. I wanted to leave while I was still successful. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I did that, and so I applied to the academy to be a coordinator. And so that's when you were able mm-hmm. to
0: teach. So tell, tell me a little bit more about that. I mean,
1: I know we talked a little bit about it, but
0: um, kind of what you you said, there, there are students now who are out there who have been officers for years now and you're still seeing them and they're still, because you were the one that that, that inspired them and got them
1: started. But I think they inspired me more It's really, um, they're kind of like, you're like a drill instructor. You're in charge of everything with this academy class. And I, I had 33 of them when I first started. And, um, I poured everything into them. Mm-hmm. I worked out with them. I did all the drills with them. I did everything with them because I wanted to show that I was part of their team. And, um, but you, you handle during that academy class, I had one that lost their mother. I had, a. Uh, one's apartment burned down. I mean, you're just constantly, these are young people trying to start a career and trying to mature and you're trying to mold them. Uh And so I invested everything, all my energy, all that energy leaving SWAT, all that stress of of trying to transition out of that environment, I just poured into my recruits.
0: I mean, were they impressed because you were a TV star? Because you were on Dallas SWAT?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know, I tried not to mention that. She even, I didn't want them going she even has an IMDb that. page. No, uh, I, I yes, don't want so anybody, anybody watching that. that <laughs> yes, there you go. So, so when
0: you were maybe, maybe in Southeast or what one SWAT, has there ever been a situation that you didn't think you were going to get out of?
1: Mm. Let me think here. That I wouldn't get out of.
0: If it was dangerous, it was just going totally south and. That you were worried
1: One of my first hostage rescue was on duncanville road and, and going into that we had um we had three officers shot and there was um two dead victims and um a hostage inside and three kids hostage inside and um this is my first hostage rescue so i hadn't even been there six months and when you're new you don't you don't have the capacity to understand the impact of things. And so me and another guy that was brand new, Kelly White, were holding the shield. So our, the SWAT team can pass behind us to get into get into this apartment so they can get a better position. And as soon as we passed and the bang went off, the, the suspect shot a shotgun out the shield uh, out of the window and it hit our shield that we were behind. And so it would have taken off my left leg. And I'm thinking in the moment you, you, it's hard for you to even realize the, what happened. Mm-hmm. And then once everything's calmed down and, you know, and this, and this went on and on, we, we end up getting all the hostages out. Um, you start to reflect back. And I guess it wasn't that I was scared that I wasn't gonna get out of it. I think I was scared that those hostages weren't gonna get out of it, mm-hmm. those kids. Because we were staged in an apartment and you could hear the, the suspect making comments to these kids like, they're gonna die. Oh. And so you're thinking he's going to kill these kids. And and so I feel like those type of things have more of an impact than me, because when you're in the moment, your training takes over. It's um, it's a weird type of personality that goes with this job. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way I could put it. And so I'm not I'm not really worried about me. I'm more worried about my responsibilities. OK,
0: so on the flip side of that, what has been your best moment as an officer? If you're like, that was the best day.
1: <laughs> the the best
0: day. Wow, <laughs> asking me some hard ones. Um, you know, it's like Miss Congeniality, the perfect date. Right, right. October or June, the, whatever it was. But yes, yeah, so, so the best, the best date.
1: Okay. Um, downtown, there was a, a suicidal guy that was on a tenth story garage floor, and he was he was you know talking that like he was going to jump, and our team made this outrageous plan and so we had the helicopter and they hooked me up in the rappel gear and I was gonna rappel down and tase him at the same time (laughs) our team came from the other side and grabbed him. This does sound like a crazy plan. Right okay and so are these kind of crazy plans normal? I mean, it's they, the SWAT team does have a high angle rescue team. Okay, cool. And they okay. may, and they may have they do different things differently now. <laughs> this was the plan at the time. Okay, so you're rappelling and down, I, and I have this this great team that we have great chemistry, and so I rappel down, and just so happened the guy turns around because he he was focused on the helicopter, and it gave me a perfect taser shot, and I tased him, and at the same time Andre Taylor swooped in and grabbed him, and. The plan worked out perfectly, and and then the guy didn't jump, so you know, his life is safe. So that's a snapshot of when things go right within a team. If there's nothing, it's like hitting a home run. It's a, <laughs> it's a feeling that, or winning a championship. It's a, it's a great feeling.
0: <laughs> I can tell you're still so excited about yeah, it. Now. I you're just, like,
1: <laughs> it was awesome, and I got to
0: taste someone, and it <laughs> turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> so so is there an experience that you had as an officer that maybe um really touched your heart or
1: changed how you do things i just um there's several but at southeast there's you're always answering all these calls and you're you're going to jail three times a night you go 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 and and so i answered a call it was a, a welfare check on an elderly lady um and she was living in this home in the grove and um when I get, we get in the house and there's no furniture and she's elder and all that's in that house is a hospital bed. And so, and she's just, you know, she's just, all she can do is lay in this bed, no family. And so it's those type of calls that you're like, you do everything possible, get all the resources out there that you can get to help this person. Cause I can't imagine if that was me or, my grandmother or my mother and so those things are really touching when they're just like you don't realize how poor someone has it. Mm -hmm. Well it's interesting
0: that you bring that up because kind of tying back to what you mentioned earlier about community policing that it's not being all things to all people but it is knowing the resources that you can connect people to.
1: And then being willing to make little efforts to make the phone calls and to to make sure that something goes forward with those calls. I mean, I spent a lot of time on that call to try to make sure that she's taken care of because I just can't imagine being in her shoes or her family shoes or or maybe she didn't have any family. Mm-hmm. And so those are the people that are dependent upon you to do something because they're helpless. And that, that's really where I hear a lot of police officers like I got in this because I wanted to help people and being able right. to help people makes a difference. But being able to define that. Mm-hmm because and then when you do when you answer call after call after call and go to jail and go to jail and deal with, with, with people's bad attitudes and then you get this one and you're tired do you make that extra effort to really help somebody and so those are the key things well, of course you do <laughs> i did um but you know that i just that was just very heartbreaking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to see that
0: i yeah i mean that and and Thank you for helping those people who. who well, need yeah, it that's. They...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you just you get small windows to do those things, mm-hmm. and then you have to recognize the small window and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and you you have obviously helped a lot of people in your in
0: your time and your career. So, who are two or three people who really helped you and made a difference for you? In my career, or
1: my personal life, all of the above. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. I, well, I've, I've had a great partner. Um. That. Had no insecurities with women. And so, man, he put me out there. He gave me assignments in patrol together, uh, chase dope. Um, he and and then later we went to SWAT together. He came a year later, and he ended up being one of our team leaders. And he, I ran number two behind him. And to have someone trust a female to run number two behind you, and he trusted me to build the explosives, and it, it, he trusted me to to grab the hostages. Why, you know, so those things are um amazing and you do i think you in with success you do have to have people that are kind of in your corner that support you and because people respect him and they saw that he would put me in these positions so they they're like okay we trust her and and so those things are you man i and he has three daughters now <laughs> so <laughs> girl dads are different <laughs> they are and then um the other impact in my life was um, I, I took my little sister when she was five mm-hmm. and I raised her. She's grown now. And parenting really impacted my life. No doubt. That and, impacts most people's lives. Yeah. And so you really reflect on, well, what did my parents do once you start getting in the mix uh-huh. and making decisions that are going to affect this person's, how she turns out as a human being. and um, And then the day-to-day grind of parenting is so... rewarding and 90% of the stuff you don't really feel like doing and having to step up and do it. So you were a
0: young officer and all of a sudden you had a Mm five-year-old.
1: Yeah. It's 27 and took her and instant parenting
0: that's remarkable
1: and she went to oklahoma state oh oh, (laughs) i said i'll I'll pay for oklahoma state but i am not wearing orange (laughs) there you go fair enough fair enough there you go that's awesome she's doing great (laughs)
0: oh that is fantastic does she does she want to go into law enforcement Uh, no okay (laughs) what does she want to do
1: oh she wants her degree is in animal science so she wants to to do something with veterinarian work eventually or in medical care. Well,
0: there's always animal rescue like right. I mean I talked to their chief animal investigator they go in and like kick doors down and rescue animals same thing. I don't know different.
1: if she has the personality kick doors thank goodness. <laughs> she's she's not a risk taker and no, she, no she's very very healthy. <laughs> I love her. that's so
0: funny. I'm glad she
1: didn't get the risk taking. <laughs> that's too Jane. funny. Okay, so I've got to ask what's what's next for you? Right now I am in the transition with this with this new FBI job, and I'm so thankful, I am working on being content with not having these crazy, exciting incidents every day. It's very hard, <laughs> so I'm trying to decide what do I like to do. So you're a recovering adrenaline junkie. Uh, that yeah, <laughs> it just things seem boring after all that you've done with your career and been go 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 because I have for my whole career I'm just like what do I really like to do that's not that's safe and that's in you know that's good and so that's what I'm working on I'm working on being content with with my new position learning it slowly and trying to enjoy life
0: that, that's, More a, so. that's a great thing. You should enjoy right. it. All right, speaking of things we enjoy, at the end okay. of the interview, I always turn it back to Dickies, so I've got to ask, favorite Dickies
1: meat, favorite Dickies side? The sliced beef. Okay, and what about the side? The potato salad. All well, right. I have an asterisk. Okay. Because I have, I always ate at the Dickies that was right off here on 75. Right, Okay. the original one. Yes. It's
0: been there for 80 yes. years.
1: The ice cream machine. Okay. I love it. Fair enough. Is it still there? I believe so. Okay. Yes. Because that's my favorite. Ice cream I (laughs) ice cream is her favorite. And I know people watch you know, you walk out in uniform with a big fat ice cream and they're like, it's this is probably just as bad as a donut. But (laughs) I love it. That's hilarious.
0: Okay, we finished up with our lightning round. I'm going to give you two choices. You're going to give me your favorite. I promise this is easy and lots of fun. Okay, barbecue beans or jalapeno beans. Jalapeno beans. Sweet or unsweet tea. Sweet. Okay, I was just going to say. I mean, like, otherwise we were going to take away your Texas. Open okay. Heart. That was definitely going to happen. <laughs> Chop brisket or sliced brisket. Sliced. Sauce or no sauce. Sauce. All over sauce. Yeah, drowning it in sauce. Huh. Okay. Uh, brisket or pulled pork. Brisket. And last but not least, ribs or wings. Ribs. All right. That's a good choice. That's my pick too. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. My guest has been Misty Van Curen with the Dallas police department. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, and, and thank you so much for everything you do for our community. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. If you want more information about the Dickey foundation, feel free to visit the And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit Dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.